On Friday, the Supreme Court struck down Roe versus Wade. The Supreme Court's move to overturn Roe v. Wade is laying bare a deep national divide over abortion. It's a slap in the face to women. Americans celebrate this historic victory. This is not over. More than 20 states immediately work to ban or severely limit abortion. Abortions performed in Oklahoma or solicited in Oklahoma are illegal. But in California, access to abortion will continue to be protected. We cannot, and in California, we will not stand by. In fact, the state's Democratic leaders want to expand the right to abortion for those who live here and even for those who don't. We will continue to lead with those values by protecting abortion access and serving as a haven for anyone in this country needing an abortion. I'm Gustavo Ariano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Monday, June 27th, 2022. Today, how California has spent the last few months preparing for a future without Roe versus Wade. My LA Times colleague, Melody Gutierrez, covers California state government and politics, and she's tracked how the state legislature and Governor Gavin Newsom have set up California as a, quote, beacon of hope for those who seek abortions. Melody, welcome to The Times. Thank you for having me. You're based in Sacramento. How did state lawmakers react after hearing about the Supreme Court's ruling on Roe versus Wade? There were a lot of reactions. (sighs) As a mother and first partner of California. I am outraged. There were tears and emotional conversations during some of these press conferences that were held. So it was a a lot of reaction from a lot of the Democratic members of the legislature, as well as kind of group press conferences with advocacy groups like Planned Parenthood. Both by design and by circumstance, California is the leader right now. We've been leading since we put out a blueprint that other states are following will continue to lead. We have that responsibility and we have that honor. So there was a momentous amount of reaction during that first day. But I have to say that this is something that they were planning for, that they've had legislation in place for. And despite knowing that it was likely going to happen, I think that there was still a lot of shock in Sacramento. They made it pretty clear that the Supreme Court ruling doesn't change people's rights to abortion in California. But what are those rights exactly? Right. California's law is cemented in two different ways. It's protected under the California Constitution, but it's held under privacy and liberty. And so it's not explicit in the California Constitution that abortion is a right. It's the interpretation of privacy and liberty that makes it cemented in Californians for their right to have an abortion. What California lawmakers want to do now is actually have an explicit constitutional amendment come before voters that says abortion and contraceptives are your right in the state of California. And in those rights are already in the Constitution. Was there anything about like the viability of the fetus, the way it was in Roe versus Wade, like a test? Yes. So California Constitution allows anybody of reproductive age to get an abortion. And that abortion limit in California is set at viability. There's no explicit number attached to that to the weeks. It's up to a doctor to determine what viability means. And that typically is about 24 weeks. 
Most women seek abortions early in their pregnancy. About 93% of procedures in 2019 were before 13 weeks. It's very rare, less than 1% will seek an abortion after 21 weeks. And that does come with a little bit of a caveat because after 21 weeks could be for a medical reason for having the abortion. And so there are some caveats there with the later abortions and why those were sought in the first place. You mentioned that at that press conference in Sacramento, that even though there was a lot of emotion, people were ready. The people have been anticipating the end of Roe versus Wade for a while. And in California, a lot of the lawmakers, they've been pushing for a bunch of proposals or they already had proposals. And one of the big ones has involved making abortions affordable for Californians as much as possible. Absolutely. So there was a a report that came out last year by the Future of Abortion Council. And that's a group that was created by Governor Newsom and legislative leaders to look at this issue. And this was long before the proposed decision was leaked earlier this year. And the whole reason that California was looking at this issue is that there was a belief that just by the Supreme Court taking the case, that there was cause for concern. And so those lawmakers came together along with the Future of Abortion Council, and there are now more than 12 bills in the California legislature looking at a wide variety of issues, from liability for the providers here in the state to an abortion fund to help women who need help with gas or or hotels or any kind of travel expenses to either come to the state or travel within the state to receive an abortion. And the state budget that's currently being decided by the legislature and the governor is also including quite a bit of money, millions of dollars for different areas in which they believe abortion needs to be strengthened or abortion care needs to be enhanced by creating more providers in the state. What about like Medi-Cal or people who don't have insurance? Did the state do anything for that? The Medi-Cal actually in California already covers abortion for Californians. There was a law signed earlier this year by Governor Newsom that also requires that insurers pay not just for the cost of abortion, which is required in the state. They are now going to be required to cover the co-pays and other cost sharing involved with an abortion, which could be hundreds of dollars for people who are seeking that care. What was interesting to me is like California is doing all of this. But other states were doing the opposite and restricting or banning abortion altogether. And now with Roe versus Wade being overturned, Governor Newsom, it seems like he's really stepped up his campaign to make abortion something that's easily accessible in California. So how is he trying to position California with this issue? Governor Newsom is saying that he wants California to be a sanctuary for abortion care and really for free abortion care. Governor Newsom is also partnering with governors of Washington and Oregon in order to create sort of this Western offense where they are proposing different ways to solidify their ability to provide abortions to residents of other states. So how many people does California expect to come from outside of the state to seek an abortion? There's many different estimates here. But the one that I looked at was from UCLA that was saying up to 16,000 more people will travel to California for an abortion every year. And that includes up to 9,000, more than 9,000 people going to L.A. County 
alone. And that's a, a lot of people coming into California where abortion providers are already short-staffed. You have people in rural areas of the state that can't get an abortion within a time frame that they are seeking and have to already travel quite a distance. And so the amount of stress that that influx is going to create in California will be interesting to watch and also something that is causing concern for lawmakers and Newsom. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how prepared is California for this influx? And what is California doing even more so to get ready for all those people? Right. So it creating new providers will take time. That's something that's in the budget, but that's not an immediate fix. And so the amount of people already coming in since Texas passed their heartbeat law, that already created an issue in California where providers were saying that there's longer lines and longer wait times now because of that. And so the influx of this many more people seeking care in California, particularly given that California is going to offer financial help to those people, I think that it's going to be something that will have to be continued to watch. I know that abortion providers are saying that they are concerned, but they also are wanting to position themselves to help women from other states. What would be any restrictions for people who would want to come to California to seek an abortion? I think that there's a lot of concern about what other states will do to try to prevent their residents coming to California or any other state that allows for abortions. And so according to some of the experts that I've talked to, you're going to start seeing states try to create penalties for going to other states. You have Texas right now that has penalties for anybody who aids and abets an abortion, but those are for ones in their state. Now, whether they begin to start targeting anybody who leaves their state will be extremely interesting. You have some law experts saying that that's really not something that they anticipate being able to withhold the strength of the law because you have rights to travel and whether your rights to travel includes an abortion is something that will be interesting to watch. States try to fight over that. Governor Newsom at a press conference on Friday was very adamant that the state will ensure that it's welcoming women from other states. We're not going to be asking for your ID. We're not going to be asking you a litany of questions that are asked in almost every other state. You have a right to confidentiality. Coming up after the break, the legal ramifications for out-of-state abortions and what will it cost? Melody, you mentioned this Western offense that California is also going to team up with Washington and Oregon on abortion. What is that looking like or what what are the plans for that? This Western offense between Oregon and Washington, these are the governors coming together and they really have in the past too for coronavirus protections. Grateful to Governor Brown, Governor Inslee, uh, Western governors have stood up. And so you're seeing this West Coast offense looking to ensure that whatever their state does to provide access to women from other states, that they're able to do that without putting their own abortion providers at risk of a lawsuit, at risk of fines, and also trying to protect anybody who comes here. The United States of America at least has the Western United States that will stand tall in terms of our reproductive uh, values and reproductive freedoms, uh, and we are a sanctuary. But there will be limits to that, and it'll be interesting to see how that ends up playing out. 
Melody, you mentioned that people are already scared, even though California might say, hey, we're going to be a sanctuary state for abortion. People from other states where abortions are going to be banned, they're scared of going into California. And so the state's already trying to work on that. But how about doctors? Like, how is California going to protect local doctors and clinics who do these services for those out-of-state patients? Right. There's a law that was signed almost immediately after this decision came out on Friday. And it essentially is trying to create protections from civil liability for doctors here who provide abortions. And there is a couple other bills also that would kind of hit on this point too, protecting medical records and privacy. And so there are ways in which the state is trying to ensure that they won't help any of these investigations in other states. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that Governor Newsom is saying is that we're not going to help in any way, shape or form. We're not going to enable, we're not going to investigate, we're not going to give any resources to help any other state come after our doctors or any patients that seek care here. What's the total amount of money that California wants to devote to expand abortion access? The governor and the legislature are still working on the final budget right now. There's a deadline of June 30th for the governor to sign sort of that preliminary budget. But there will be discussions still moving forward. And in the governor's initial budget in January, there was money set aside to expand abortion providers and provide care here in the state, expecting that influx even before this decision And in addition to that, the governor added another 50 million plus in his most recent budget in May. And so the lawmakers and Newsom are still kind of settling on what this total figure will look like. But they have wide consensus that they will be adding more than $100 million into this budget to ensure that there is the money there to push back against this decision. That's a big amount. So I don't doubt that Newsom really cares about access to abortion for everyone. But all of this has to mean more to him than just that one issue. I mean, this is an election year. Everything is kind of going to be seen through that election lens. And Newsom, even on Twitter last month, had said, you know, this is the defining issue of the 2022 election. So this is going to be something that could either drive Democrats to the polls and that can help their causes. This is not just about women. This is not just about choice. This is not just about reproductive freedom. They're coming after you next. I think Newsom's looking at this more from a human right aspect. I don't think that he's thinking that he needs to protect just the people in his state. It's a serious moment in American history. This great divergence now, red states versus blue states. He's stepping forward and is the leader and the voice of the blue team right now um, in this conversation. I am, though, very mindful that California can play an outsized role at this moment. I'm mindful of the fact that we punch above our weight. I'm mindful that this state is the largest and most diverse state and the world's most diverse democracy. I'm mindful of our history, our proud past, where we have led. I mean, there's obviously the political implications here. This is somebody who has been known to raise his voice in terms of raising his hand and saying that California needs to do more for the state and be the bigger part of the country. He often talks about its size in the world versus just its role in the United States. And so I think that this is just sort of California's way is is to push back and lead on issues that the state and its lawmakers say is the way that the country is headed. More after the break.
Melody, you've been mentioning that lawmakers in California are proposing even bigger things now. Like the very day that the Supreme Court struck down Roe versus Wade, the California state senator, Tony Atkins, she announced that she does want to introduce this bill to amend the state's constitution and enshrine the right to an abortion. What would that mean, though, and how would it happen? Right. So that's Senate Constitutional Amendment 10. So this is the latest countermeasure to ensuring that the state has the strongest available abortion protections that they can create. This doesn't actually change anything right now. And that's sort of the interesting part of this is that it's enshrining in the state constitution, abortion protections and your right to contraceptives. But those are both things that are already interpreted as being part of the constitution. So this is explicitly putting it in there, which the argument for that from Tony Atkins is essentially, why take a risk? You see with right now that relying on an interpretation of whether it's based on privacy or liberty, it's not always going to hold up. And this is their way of essentially saying, it's in there, you can read it yourself, abortion is in our constitution as your right. And that will go for a vote on Monday and is expected to pass in the state assembly From there, it goes before voters in November. And finally, Melody, what you described about lawmakers wanting to make California the sanctuary state for abortion, it all seems simple enough. But what challenges do you see in the coming weeks and months and even years for California's move on this? I think that the issue of liability will be something. And how far can California go to protect residents from other states? That will be something that's going to be really interesting to watch moving forward. And also, how much can they do to provide safety from lawsuits and civil liabilities here in California for its own providers if they are sued in another state? I think that there's still a lot of questions about just what does it mean to open your doors to other states' residents for this care? And how far will other states go in trying to prevent their own residents from seeking care here? Melody, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Shannon Lynn and Kasha Brasalian were the jefas on this episode, and Mark Nieto mixed and mastered it. Our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Kasha Brasalian, David Toledo, and Ashley Brown. Our editorial assistant is Madeline Amato. Our intern is Surya Hendry. Our engineers are Mario Diaz, Mark Nieto, and Mike Heflin. Our editor is Kinsey Moreland. Our executive producers are Hasmin Aguilera and Shani Hilton, and our theme music is by Andrew Eatman. I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news in this madre. Gracias. <laughs>